and it's another episode of the Peak Signing Agents Podcast with me, your host DVO, Derek Van Otten. Thank you again for coming back to another episode. Okay, let's get into a little bit about my day today. It's actually a Saturday. Uh, it's the end of the month. I don't have any signings today, being it's a Saturday, but uh, yesterday, Friday, it was pretty crazy. I spent <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the morning in one county, and then in the afternoon, another county, and then uh, late afternoon into the evening, my home county, and then I was able to go home. It was it was a long it was a long Friday end of the month, but uh, it was a great day. <laughs> it was a great day. We had uh, signings happening all over the country. So thanks to all my peak signing agents that that worked for us and hired us for for the end of the month. It was it was a it was a great one. We had no issues towards the end of the month, so I was I was excited about it. And then a sneak peek into my day. It is a Saturday, like I said. I uh, just grabbed me a coffee and a donut. And I'm heading to the gym right after I finish recording this. You're thinking, you're having donuts and you're going to the gym? Well, today is my cheat day. It's Saturday. It's my cheat day. But I'm still going to the gym anyway because it's early and I'm, it's a beautiful day. So why not? And then a little bit later after my, my gym workout, I'm actually going to a dance rehearsal because I, I just enrolled my, my three-year-old into dance and there's going to be a daddy-daughter dance at the end of the season so I've got to go in uh, and talk to the instructor and get some get some tips on how to how to dance <laughs> and t- today will be day one of that and then the the next few weeks uh it'll be me and her together with with other dads and daughters so uh anyway it'll be fun so just a sneak peek into my world a little bit but anyway thanks again for coming back to the peak signing agents podcast where I'm gonna help you Become the peak signing agent you were meant to be. So what are we talking about this episode, DVO? I'll tell you. We are talking about error and omissions insurance. E&O insurance. What is it? How much do you need? Why is it important? Uh, what company should you use? And the reason why I bring this up is the last two weeks, and I know I just did my three-part series. That's why I had to continue with my three-part series. So hope you guys enjoyed those last few episodes. But anyway... I've seen a lot of posts in Facebook groups about E&O insurance. How much should I have? What's the minimum? What company should I go with? How much are you guys all paying? Well, uh, I've talked about this in other episodes. I have a finance company as well as a signing service. I don't do it as much, though, to be honest. I, I don't, a lot of my time is consumed by running a signing service and still doing mobile notary, remote notary work myself. So I just thought, let me talk about that. Let me talk about E&O insurance a little bit for everybody. Let me break it down for you. Why is it important? Why you should have it? How much should you have? How much should you be paying? It's all relative. So let's get into it. I just figured a lot of people were asking, and I just helped uh, a signing agent that did a, a job for me. I just helped her with her insurance. We'll talk about that. Now, we all know when we become notaries, we have to get a bond. And the bond protects the public. Remember, we are notaries public. We serve the public. If somebody knocks on your door and wants something notarized, as long as they have, you know, ID to verify who they are, you have to notarize it. So, um, we're, we're notaries for the public. So you have to get a bond to protect the public in case you make a mistake. Now, I don't know what every state is, uh, wise. I'll just tell you guys my state, in my state, I think a lot of states are like this, but you know, you have to have five a five thousand bond to protect the public, and the public meaning you made a mistake, and now the the person that you notarize the document for, 
something, an issue arose and your bond will pay uh, for whatever mistake that was. Okay, that's what the bond is going to do. So my say you have to have 5,000 uh, bond and if you're going to do Ron, it's going to be 10,000. Sorry, I have my notes up. So if you're watching on Spotify or YouTube, I'm actually looking uh, down on my computer because I did actually did a, a meetup for... I do local meetups here where I'm at, and we talk about different things, and we just recently talked about error and omissions insurance. So I'm going to be looking at my notes here. Uh, but anyway, in my state, if you're going to do RON, remote online notarization, you have to double that to 10000 So that's the bond in my area. And again, the bond protects the public. In case you, the notary, make a mistake and it affects that signer, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, it's basically almost like insurance for that. Okay, now it's about errors and omissions insurance, or also known as professional liability insurance. Now, I have a lot of different finance licenses and a lot of different insurance licenses. One license I don't have is E&O insurance. I, can't, I personally cannot do E&O insurance, so don't come asking me about it. Uh, I don't do it. Uh, I have a, I do a lot of other types of insurance, but if you're if you're shopping around, you're going to be looking for error and omissions insurance, or also called professional liability insurance, and that protects you. That protects you, the notary. The bond protects the public. The E and O insurance protects you, covers you. It's insurance for you and your mistakes. So, a lot of companies, they their minimum that they require is twenty five thousand. I recommend you get at least a hundred thousand. And there's companies like Provident, Provident Mortgage, they want that they want notaries to have five hundred thousand. So let me tell you a story. So I recently had a notary, Erica, out in Massachusetts. She did a signing for me just this week. I mean, this was it was just this week. And I said, Erica, the signing you're doing is for Provident Mortgage. How familiar are you with them? Because they're they're you have to be meticulous with their paperwork. You know, make sure you print copies of everything because they don't like strike throughs if they make a mistake on the date. In fact, they want the date to be a certain format. There cannot be mistakes. It's got to be 2023. Like you got to be meticulous with this company, and you have to have 500,000. I said, do you have 500,000? She said, no, I don't. I said, not a problem. My error in omissions insurance as a signing service covers my contractors so if anything happens i just want i just want to make sure everything goes smooth so i pay insurance as a signing service that covers my contractor so if you're going to run a signing service i recommend in getting quotes looking for that feature of hey does my eno also cover contractors anyway back to the story Provident Mortgage, they require 500000 She doesn't have 500000 So we use my insurance also to, almost as an umbrella, if you will. Anyway, I just said, uh, when I asked her that question, she goes, no, I just have 25000 that I got from the NNA, the National, the National Notary Association. And I said, um, let me talk to you about that. <laughs> the National Notary Association, they have a great bond. Their bond is great. Their insurance, their E&O insurance, is not great if you're going to be a signing agent. Their E&O insurance covers you as a notary. What are you talking about, DVO? Okay. I think if you are a busy notary and you're doing general notary work, I mean, you're, you're notarizing uh, bills of sale, you're doing annuities, you're doing power of attorneys, wills, different things like that, and you're doing a good amount of them, 
you should get E&O insurance on yourself. You've got the bond to protect the public. You should get E&O insurance to protect you. What if you make a mistake? What if the annuity company, you made a big mistake, it threw everything off, they're not getting their money, they're not getting tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars in their annuity. The annuity company, the investment company comes after you, you're not covered. You should get E&O insurance even if you're just doing general notary work, even if you're not doing loan signings, you should get general or E&O insurance for general notary work. The NNA is a good source for that. It's affordable. It just covers. It's not much. I mean, it's 25000 That should cover general things. It does not cover loan signings. I'm going to repeat. The NNA E&O insurance does not, the National Notary Association does not cover loan signing error and omissions insurance. So if you're going to be doing loan signings, do not buy it from the NNA. If you have, go get different insurance. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about that in a minute, but just know the NNA does not cover loan signs. It just covers general notary work. And that's great. You should get it. If you are doing a significant amount of notarizations, general notary work, and you are not doing loan signings, then the NNA is a great place to do that. If you are doing loan signings, do not buy the NNAs. Do not buy that package deal that they sell. It's better to go elsewhere. So I told this notary, the signing agent about it. I said, hey, uh, I should look. I would look into that if I were you. The NNA is only covering you for general notary work. It is not covering you for loan signings. So if you make a mistake on a mortgage document, you're probably not going to be covered. And she said, I should definitely look into that because I also work for an insurance broker. Boom, my mind was blown. I was like, you, <laughs> I mean, you should have read the, you should have, you should have already got yourself a quote already. She probably bought, bought a bu uh, bundled package though. I know a lot of notaries do that. They buy the bundled package through the NNA. I personally wouldn't do that. I priced it out. It's a lot cheaper to do your own things individually instead of buying that bundled package from the NNA. But they're great for the bond. Go to the NNA, get your, get your certification, uh, your signing agent certification, get your bond. That's about it. <laughs> Maybe your stamp. If you can't, if there's not a local place near you that does stamps. But anyway, little story. She actually looked into it. She called me later that day and said, DVO, thank you. I looked into it. You're right. The N I called the NNA. It does not cover my loan signings. I canceled it, went through my insurance broker, got a quote, and I got I got I got new ENO insurance now. I'm gonna update it on all the profiles. I was like, great, happy to hear that, Erica. Keep killing it. And she did a fantastic job for me. No mistakes. It was pristine. Peak signing agent right there. So I'm telling you guys this because I want you to make sure you have the right coverage. Now, a lot of people are asking me, uh, what are the reasons? Why, why do I need E&O insurance? So again, I got my notes here from my from my local meetup a couple weeks ago. And I'll tell you why E&O insurance, e insurance is important and when it can come into play. Here are some reasons I've heard. So these are not just some examples. Uh, I mean, they are examples, but these are reasons people have had to use their E&O insurance because the notary misses the drop-off. It's funding the next day. The notary didn't drop it off in time and it didn't fund the next day. They got sued. Uh, notary misses signature. They forgot to, they forgot to sign the, the warranty deed. Whether it was the signers or the notary misses signature, 
and a, a very important page like the deed of trust, like the warranty deed, like the mortgage, if that's not notarized and signed, it's not happening. And it delays funding and you can get sued. So the notary, the signing agent misses a signature, anyone's signature, anyone's initials, um, does, doesn't get it stamped, doesn't, doesn't stamp it. Wrong dates. You didn't notice that the signer put the wrong date down. Instead of 2023, they put 2032, right? They mix it around. We've seen it. We've all seen it, right? The notary didn't properly identify the person. Their last names were different on the ID versus the paperwork. The ID was fraudulent. The signer lied. It was a total mortgage fraud. But the notary didn't catch it. They got sued. So basically, you getting sued is reasons you want E&O insurance. It could be for anything. It didn't get, whatever reason, it didn't get funded because of a notary mistake. And the signers putting the wrong date is your problem. It is your fault. If the signer puts the wrong date, it is our job to make sure they are putting the right date. We are double, triple checking the work. If we didn't catch it, it is our fault. You need to take ownership. Even though, yes, the signer put the wrong date down. Is that the signer's fault? It is their fault. Is it also... The signing agent's fault for not catching it. It absolutely is. So any reason it doesn't get funded because of the signer or the notary is our fault. Now, if the mortgage company makes an error, hey, that, that's on them. Right? If the title company made an error, that's on them. We're not getting sued for that. But if the signer or the notary does make a mistake or misses something, we could get sued for. We're liable for it. That's why it's professional liability insurance. We are liable for that. And so if you get sued... You want to make sure you have enough insurance because a lot of people are getting that minimum, 100000 Is that going to cover you? If you are signing a, a three-quarter of a million-dollar mortgage and you miss it up and they have to extend the interest lock, the interest rate lock, whatever it is, it's a percentage. The, the, the fee is a percentage. Do you have enough insurance to cover that? I don't know. You should talk to your insurance company about it. I personally don't think 100000 is enough. So let me tell you another story. When I was first getting my E&O insurance, I was calling around. And I said, I noticed a lot of companies required a minimum of like 100000 Some required twenty five, and I, I just knew that wasn't going to be enough. So I was just kind of looking around at 100000 to make sure I was I was covered. I haven't seen anyone besides Provident requiring 500000 I have not seen anyone else ask for more than 100000 requirement. So I just shop around for a hundred thousand. A lot of companies that I was shopping around with, they were giving me two hundred fifty thousand dollar quotes, and I said, "Okay, great. I mean, it's not too bad, but how much is it for a hundred thousand?" And they said, "It's the same. That's why I'm quoting you two fifty. Every company that I called was telling me that two hundred fifty thousand was the same price as a hundred thousand. So easy decision, right? When I first bought my E and O insurance, I bought two hundred fifty thousand because it was the same price." Why is that? Maybe you're wondering, why is that? It's called banding. Again, because I'm in the insurance world a little bit, it's called banding. So when I help someone get insurance, I know that if they're looking at a certain number, I might as well just round up a little bit because it's going to be the same price, maybe even cheaper. So why is that? Think of it of buying groceries at the storefront versus the box store. What's the box store? Costco, Sam's Club. Those are examples. If you go to the store, you go to a Kroger, uh, a Walmart, and you're buying Cheerios, right? you have the price of the box of cereal of Cheerios. 
if you go to Costco and you also buy Cheerios, you're getting the bulk size, right? You're getting the bigger size. And yes, the bigger size costs a little, <clears throat> a little bit more, but you're getting, a, you know, you're getting a bigger box, so it costs a little bit more. But it's still cheaper than if you bought two boxes at Walmart of Cheerios, right? Two boxes at Walmart cost more than one big box at Costco of the same volume. Because you're banning, you're buying it at the box store, you're buying it as a bulk. And that's kind of how insurance works also. So you should look at maybe, if you already have only 100000 call your insurance company and say, just out of curiosity, how much is it if I got 250000 It could be the exact same price. It could be a dollar or two more. I don't know. <clears throat> now, what I see in a lot of the Facebook groups people are questioning is saying, hey, you guys, what company did you buy your insurance from and how much are you paying? You cannot do that. I mean, you can't do that, but I'm saying it's not, you're not comparing apples to apples is what I'm really saying. Because think of it like car insurance. Another, it's another insurance product. If you have car insurance and you're paying, you know, $100 a month on your car insurance, can you go to a group and just say, hey, you guys, how much are you guys paying on your insurance? Is it the same? It's not the same. Why is it not the same? A lot of things are, are uh, equated into the formula for your quotes. The area you live in. Because how many breaks in are in that? How many break-ins are in that area? What's the crime rate in that area? Are you in the a, a rural area, a suburban area, an urban area? What part of the country are you in? What's your driving record like? That's all part of it. So getting quotes, just asking people how much are you paying? It's relative. It's it's you cannot compare apples to apples. Insurance companies, E and O insurance companies, are not just saying, "Oh, you're this age and you've this much experience." Well, this is how much you're this is how much you're paying for everyone in the area. They're not, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. So again, think of it your like your car insurance. Can you just ask the whole country in a Facebook group how much are they paying? No, you're going to get a hundred million answers because it's it, it's it's case by case. There's underwriters that get involved. And they look at the case. They look, what again, what area are you in? How much experience do you have? What's your age? Because obviously we get more mature as we get older. So there's a lot of factors that go into how long have you been in business? There's a lot of factors. Have you, have you had any claims already in the past? So it, it honestly does not make sense to just ask a huge group of people, how much are you paying for insurance? There's not a cookie cutter design. It's, it has to be underwritten. They have to look into every case. They look under case-by-case case scenario. That's, and that's, that's how it works. It's case-by-case case scenario. So what I'm telling you is you can't do that. You have to call. And so this is my recommendation. A lot of um, people, when I see them asking these questions, here's my recommendation. Go to an insurance broker. What's an insurance broker? An insurance broker is someone that's not captive. A captive agent it means they only work for one insurance company. So they're only going to give you insurance for that one insurance company. For example, uh, State Farm, right? State Farm is a, is a captive agent. So if you go to a, a State Farm insurance agent, they're only going to give you quotes for State Farm. But if you go to an insurance broker, they're, they're usually like a boutique company that's in your area, local to your company, and they're going to shop like 10, 20 companies for you. They're going to put all the information in and all these other companies are going to fight for your business, so that's an insurance broker. So what I recommend is you go to an insurance broker and say, hey, I need E&O insurance, professional liability insurance, error and omissions insurance. 
and shop around for me. You, they're going to ask you the questions they need to ask you, and they're going to get quotes. Some companies won't cover you because maybe they don't cover the state you live in. That's another thing too. Some companies just don't cover other states. So you're going to get you're going to get a lot of quotes. You're going to get some quotes back and maybe that that insurance broker works with maybe let's just say 10 companies. You might get three quotes back and they're going to give you like the two lowest quotes. So what are things you're going to be looking for when you're getting E&O insurance? Make sure again it covers you if you're doing loan signings. So you need to talk to your insurance agent and say, "Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm a mobile notary. I'm a notary and I I notarize anything. I notarize wills, uh, annuities, power of attorneys, bill of sales, mortgage transactions, deeds of trust. This is what I notarize. I want to make sure this is covered. Does it cover that? And you also want to make sure if you're going to run a signing service, does it also cover my contractors? Let's say my contractors make a mistake and they sue my company. Am I covered there? So these are just things you want to shop around for. These are the questions you want to ask when you're shopping around, go to an insurance broker and say, Hey, I need insurance. How much is it going to cost? What does it cover? And that's going to be your best bet. Honestly, in my opinion, that's going to be your best bet. Go to an insurance broker, let them shop around with you. That's what I ultimately did at the end when I got my insurance. I, like I said, I was calling around some local companies. I found an insurance broker online. And that's what they do. That's that's, that's all they do. They just shop around for you. I put in my information. They gave me a quote. They gave me a company. And I'll tell you the most common companies. And and again, I'm not making any recommendations. I'm not even going to tell you who I use. That way it doesn't sound like I'm biased. Um, Just from looking at the groups that I'm in, there's two companies a lot of people buy from. Their insurance, Byberk and Hiscox. Uh, I believe Byberk is spelled B-I-B-E-R-K, and Hiscox is H-I-S-C-O-X. And those are the two most common companies that people are buying their insurance from. I'm not saying you should go to either one of those. I'm saying you should shop around. That's what I, that is what I'm saying. I'm saying shop around. Find the best quotes for you that covers everything that we do. That's my recommendations for you guys, all right? Get E&O insurance. Make sure it covers loan signings if that's what you're doing. So don't just get the NNAs. Uh, ask the right questions. Get the right coverage. Talk about some other options, like how much for a hundred thousand, how much for two hundred fifty, how much for five hundred thousand, how much for a million. Get quotes. Get different quotes. Make sure it's going to be enough to cover you. Twenty-five thousand is not enough. A hundred thousand, you're you're barely making it. So maybe think about going a little higher. Uh, you know, I had to get 500000 when some of my clients would say, hey, um, you know, we work with Provident Mortgage. We need you to get 500000 If you, If that's too much for you, we understand. Don't worry about it. But if you can get it, that'd be great. I called up my insurance company and said, hey, I have a quarter million, 250000 How much if I get 500000 It was like $4 a month more. I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. So <clears throat> call around, shop around, get the right quotes. Make sure you have the right coverage. Uh, don't ask groups. It's not going to help you. You're going to get a. You're going to get too many responses because everyone loves their insurance company right now, or else they would change if they didn't like their insurance company, right? So everyone likes their insurance company. It doesn't mean that the same payment they're making is the same payment you're going to make. It has to be underwritten. A lot of factors go into it. So don't ask those questions on Facebook groups because you're just going to get too many questions or too many variables. Uh, every insurance company is different. The area you're in, actually, that might be a better situation. 
find local meetups in your area and then ask the local notaries because that's going to be more comparison of apples to apples. Asking a countrywide Facebook group is not going to give you the answer. So anyway, I hope that helps you guys. Make sure you have the right type of e insurance. It's very important. And, you know, just keep being awesome like I know you are because you are awesome. You deserve everything that's happening to you, good or bad. You deserve everything that's happening to you. And if it's bad, you can change it. You can make it better. I believe in you. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.